Good morning. So glad that you're joining me today. This is Monday, January 18th. Happy Monday to you in the Lord. As we continue to talk about who I am in Christ, I'd like to talk this morning about I am God's workmanship from Ephesians 2.10. So turn in your Bibles to Ephesians 2.10, and I'll read that single verse, and then uh, I'd love, love to make some comments about the concept of workmanship. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I really want to focus on the first half of that verse this morning, that part of our identity in Christ is that we are God's workmanship. We are that sculpture that He is creating and making and, and uh, fine-tuning all the time. And I just love this concept. When you read that verse in the Greek, you see that the word workmanship there is the word poema. Poema. Now, what English word does that Greek word poema make you think of? Well, likely it makes you think of the word poem, because actually our English word poem comes from that Greek word poema, which means workmanship or creation. And so I love this concept that as God is as God is shaping us and molding us, He's writing a poem of our lives. And actually, uh, there's a singer-songwriter that wrote a song uh, along these lines, and it's Michael Card, who's um, a famous Christian singer-songwriter. And he, In fact, he has an entire album called Poema. And one of the songs on that album is called The Poem of Your Life. And let me just read a couple of the lyrics. He writes... We are living letters that doubt desecrates. We're the notes of the song of the chorus of faith. God shapes every second of our little lives and minds every minute as the universe waits by. And just the idea that he's writing a poem in our lives as he's shaping us and molding us. And I love that, I love that concept. Now, as he writes the poem of our lives, I want to highlight four aspects of that process. And the first is this, that God created me. God created me, and he created you, and we can't forget that, that we were intended to be by God. Psalm 100, verse 3, if you want to flip around, I'm going to do a bit of flipping around this morning. Psalm 100, actually verses 1 through 3, say this, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pastures. The, the idea that God made me, just simply that, that God created me, is, uh, is supposed to be so much of my identity. I, that I know that I'm loved by God, that I've been created by God, that God intended me to be. I'm not here by chance. Psalm 139 goes along the same lines, of course. Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And I love that last sentence. I know that full well. It is part of my identity 
to know, God, that you created me, that you loved me, that you intended for me to be. That has to be a, a part of the core of my identity. So number one, the poem written in Marcus's life is that God created me. And then secondly, he recreated me. And that's true for you if you're a Christian, because we've been born again. We've been recreated in the image and likeness of Christ. I love how Jesus simply said in John 3, 7, he said, You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. And I have been born again. In 1978, I was born again. I was recreated by God. And 2 uh, Corinthians 5.17, of course, says the same thing. That if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. And so God has recreated us. He created us, number one. We know that his love is true. And now he's recreated us as we've brought, as we've taken faith in Jesus Christ. And so at the core of my being is these two initial concepts, creation and then recreation. God loves me. I love it that God recreates uh, me from within and gives me a new nature. I watched this show on Netflix um, called The Repair Shop. And maybe you've seen it too. It's a British uh, show, actually. And uh, people bring in these broken antiques, these things they've had laying around their house for years, but they're very meaningful to them, but they want them fixed. And so they bring them into the repair shop and the craftspeople in the repair shop who are really excellent craftspeople are, do just wonderful jobs at repairing these old broken items. And I just see myself like that, like an old broken item, right? An old, an old broken antique, um, once great, created by God, but broken because of this fallen world. And then God takes and he repairs me. He recreates me. And I just think that's a great image of recreation. So he created me, he recreated me, and now he's growing me. That's part of the poem of my life, right? He's growing me up, he's maturing me. And I really love 1 Peter 5.10 on this one. 1 Peter 5.10 says it like this. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. He will make you strong, firm, and steadfast. And I love this idea that he is strengthening us. He's growing us, especially, by the way, during the hard times. Notice that it says here in 1 Peter 5.10, after you have suffered for a little while, Oh, that hurts. I don't like going through the difficult things, the difficult conversations, the, the uh, disagreements perhaps, or conflicts. I don't like going through that. But sometimes as we go through that, in fact, I would say always, based on my understanding of who God is and how He works, always when we go through those things, we grow. And He increases our maturity, right? I like how in the song that Michael Card wrote, this song, The Poem of Your Life, the chorus goes like this. The pain and the longing, the joy and the moments of light are the rhythm and rhyme, the free verse of the poem of life. Just alluding to the fact that there's good times and there's hard times. There's easy times and there's difficult times, both. 
And that becomes part of the poem of our lives in that God is using those times to strengthen us and to grow us. I love Philippians 1.6 here also. Philippians 1.6, which is probably the most famous verse on growing in Christ, which says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He's carrying it on into completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He's continually at work within us, growing us, strengthening us, stretching us, and molding us, and shaping us. Be patient. God isn't finished with me yet, right? You've seen that before and heard that before. Be patient. God isn't finished with me yet. So true. And then on the next page in your Bibles, Philippians 2.13 says this, It is God who works in you to will and to act according to His good purpose. He's doing things in you that you may not even want done. <laughs> I may not even want, stop God, right? Stop these difficulties in my life, in my life, please. But, you know, behind the scenes, God realizes that we need these difficult times. Somehow, in some way, it'll help us to grow. And so we need to see with spiritual eyes what God is doing. If the potter is shaping the clay, then he's planning on making a really nice pot, a really nice vase, whatever, a really nice bowl, right? He's the one who's shaping us. And so sometimes we just need to take faith that God is doing his good work, no matter how difficult the circumstances are. So he created me, he recreated me, he's growing me, and then one more in the future. He will glorify me one day in heaven. In fact, he'll make me perfectly righteous. That's the promise from his word. Until the day of Christ Jesus, Philippians 1.6 says, as we just read, until the day of Christ Jesus. And on that day, He will glorify me, and He will glorify you if you're a Christian. On this note, I like Psalm 138, verse 8. Psalm 108, verse 38, 138, verse 8 says this, The Lord will fulfill His purpose for me. I love that line. The Lord will fulfill His purpose for me. Your love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. He's going to fulfill it. What He's promised, what He's doing right now in shaping and molding me into Christ's likeness, He will fulfill that perfectly and completely one day in glorification. And I have one last verse on this, and I'll end with this. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24 say it like this, May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and He will do it. He will do it. On the day of Christ Jesus, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, He will make us blameless. What a powerful promise that in the shaping and the molding and in the perfecting, God will bring us to completion. I look forward to that day. He created me. He recreated me. He's growing me and he will glorify me. That is the poem that he's writing about your life. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you're giving us these truths in your word and that we can stand firm today on this Monday 
Lord, in January, we can stand firm on your word and know that you're writing this beautiful poema, this beautiful poem, workmanship in our lives. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Thank you so much for that, God. Thank you that you have created us in Christ Jesus and that you are going to perfect us even unto complete righteousness one day in heaven. Lord, I pray that you would be with each one of us today as we go about our activities that you've called us to do, some of them easy, some of them more difficult, some of them stretch us, Lord, and I pray that in that process you would help us to hang on to you and to pray to you and to depend upon you, dear Heavenly Father. I pray that for each one of my church family members and each one of my friends listening today. Lord, we also want to pray for our country, that you would bring peace back into our country and unity, Lord. Um, I pray that uh, every leader in our country would desire to serve you and to do things as you would have them to do. Lord, I also pray against the COVID-19 and for those who are suffering under its ill effects. Lord, I pray that all would be vaccinated quickly and uh, Lord, that you would get us through this time period. God, we love you and we're holding on to you tightly today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you all, and we'll see you again tomorrow morning at 7.30. Talk to you later.